Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds of deconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. We are here, episode 199, so close to 200, with Jackie Lipinski. Hello. <laughs> oh so my close. gosh, so exciting. It's real. I I, th- I know I've already talked about this, but four years, Andrew. Does it feel like we've been doing this for four years? It doesn't. And I'm trying to think when we was that like over Christmas that I think we had like Christmas downtime, and then you're like, hey, let's start a podcast. Then we went back and forth on the name, and I had like a list of thirty names. Yeah, I think and they were all terrible. Then I like Christmas back. time. Yep. What about market booth marketing? Done. <laughs> it's like. 31 different names or whatever it was to, to get to one name. So yeah, I'm, and I'm not terrible. competitive because who cares really, but Peter McKinnon is one of my favorite YouTubers mm-hmm. and he started um, YouTube full-time five years ago. He has 5.6 million subscribers. Insane. And we are, yeah. we are closing in on 200,000 total downloads. And I think we're now in, but, but come on, we got take that Peter. We got some ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> we got some ways to go. And if, if you don't know Peter, follow him on YouTube and you'll learn everything you need to know about everything in regards to camera and video and pictures and whatnot. And he's a fun dude. He does it in a great way. That's actually you could watch it. It's not terrible. No, he's, he, he's really, really interesting. Creative guy can do anything really. He's Canadian, um, right? I think he's Canadian. Yes. There's course. so many Canadian. You can tell by the coolness oozing from all these Canadian videos. creators in like the video, the creation world, it's, I don't know what they're doing. Hacking I feel like algorithms. we're hyping him up and then he's going to jump on, but he is not a guest in this episode. <laughs> He'd be fun to have on. Yeah. That'd be he interesting. would be fun to have on. Yeah. He's done, he's done housing work, work in real estate before, um, a little bit. Anyway, anyway. let's head on over to story time. Yeah, I can start. I have a fun builder story from the week. And again, why I haven't been on the podcast for the couple last couple of weeks, if anyone is aware, I had laryngitis. So that was fun. Um, but my voice is is back officially. Um, but the builder story from this week comes from um, upper management of a marketer who sent the marketer on a um, a journey to go analyze the competitor's um, brochures. They wanted to see how they can <laughs> change and tweak their printed out brochures. Journeys are good for you. You know, you do learn a lot. It's it's, it's an like adventure. Yoda. There's a hidden so, message somewhere. Yeah, the marketer was telling me like, I okay, fine, I'll go do it. And then the feedback was the the two builders she visited, 100% digital, and obviously providing that feedback to her team. And she's been trying to convince her team too to go 100% digital with dynamic brochures. And now I think that's nice. that's that's cinching it. But at the same time, it's like you do have to sometimes to prove upper management, not wrong or right, but turn their head and be the neck. You do have to show them what other builders are doing. And so, um, while it may have seemed like busy work, it ended up being, um, a a really good solution where she's like, look, no one else is doing this. I don't know why we have to go back to 2005. So let's, I wonder if that was their intent. Like maybe we do this digital thing. We'll, we'll send the person out. Well, they, they were the one they were, the marketer was the one who was like, let's go all digital. And they're like, let's look at what the printed brochures were. And so, um, I, I think this actually helped her cause now that not that there's a lot of things to tour, but any marketers listening who hasn't been out to their competition in two years, just a reminder, you should, if 
there's availability, go pop out there, go see what, what they're doing and, and how they're selling and how they're selling against you too. It's always um, an interesting information to get. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people have decided that it's okay just to look their competitors up on the website and that's all we need to know. But remember that's as, as much as we'd like to think as marketers that as it's just messaging and marketing and advertising that Matt counts where everything always comes to a head is, is the sales individual communicating one-to-one with each, with each customer. And so you can't, you can't, what the brochure is or the medium that it's made on physical or digital is, is kind of interesting, but more interesting is what does the salesperson say when they talk about digital, right? So, so when did, did they seem apologetic? Like, Ooh, sorry. It's only on here. We don't have any, pr- I mean, I can print you out something if you want me to, it's just gonna be black and white on really crappy paper. Um, but we do have this digital thing. You probably don't want that though. Do you, I mean, how, how, how did it, yeah, I'm like, do you even what have a phone? Like, work from digital, <laughs> or was it just very matter of fact? Like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like, let me show you how to how to download this app or install this thing or or how to find all the information on our. So, so it's always important to get out of your seat and into the field. Um, always. Yeah, I, I've never. Yeah, I've I've never spent more than an hour in the field. It's fun saying that. I haven't said that in a long time. Um, never spent more than an hour and come, come away like, man, that was a waste of time. Less than an hour, you could waste your time because um, you're just you're just not giving yourself enough exposure to enough things. But yeah. if you go out for longer than half a day, you're going to learn something. Something's going to strike you differently. Um, and you have to have a plan. You can't just so I'm going to start driving, see where yeah, we go. It's like analytics. Yeah. You can jump in there. You'll get lost. You're like, oh, what'd you do? I don't really know. I did something. And it all, it's, all, all it's all driven by curiosity too. You have to be curious about something. And if you're not That's curious, true. it's going to be, going to be challenged. All right, Andrew, what do you got? Okay. Let's see. I was out last week down in Key West, Florida. It was great, great time. And I was thinking about this literally before the podcast. I'm like, I need a story. I know I have stories. Things happen every day that are interesting to me. Well, maybe not. But I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so maybe this is something weird that I do because we have three kids, 11, six, five, and we like to go on a trip with just wifey and I because we think it's important to be normal human beings. Like, hey, how are you? I live at the same house as you. Like, my name is Andrew. Your name is Lindsay. This is great. And so I might be over-indexed on like researching where we should eat and places to go. And like I used, um, what's the thing? What's the app? It's on my phone. I used it too much. TripAdvisor to like make a plan and have all the different restaurants. And I'm like, I put so much time into this. Is this one, is this normal? I have no idea. But two, the amount of content I'm consuming to pick what is the best three breakfast places and how important is that in regards to anything else in life? Not really. Uh, but I'm spending all this time looking at, I'm going from Instagram to face, Facebook, to the website, to all the different apps, reviews. I want pictures. I want everything just to pick like, oh, this is the best French toasted banana bread stuffed with peanut butter and has bacon on top. Like I want that when I go there on Wednesday of our trip, whatever. And it's for like, you know, a $14 purchase. So I'm just here to give us all a hard time. Like there's not, I don't think there's ever enough content for the people that are researching. Like I want... Yes, I want to look at every paint door color, if that's even a choice right now. I want every little thing. They want every little thing out there. And I think they'll consume it when they're in that like obsessive stage of the purchase. Um, and the other part of that, which is ties back to Jackie's story and Kevin's about getting out in the field, is it's interesting also reading reviews online of like different places to eat or different places to go. 
opinions all over the place. Like some people are like, go to this restaurant. It is the best. We walk by like, cause and the NQS, you just walk everywhere. I'm like, that place is a dump. Like who, what do you mean? Who's going to go there? So my impression was like, I'm we're good. We're skipping. Those people reviewing are crazy. So just a perception, like you get in person versus what's digital. There could be complete disconnect. So you might be marketing something perfectly well. You as the marketer at the builder, like this is amazing. We're doing a perfect job. But as soon as you drive by or a buyer drives by, they're like, Ooh, not today. Like whatever it may be. I don't, that's, it's like a whole, I'm not a restaurant marketing consultant by any means, but I'm like, there's definitely something there as far as like, why is that restaurant, which looks like it serves the same type of food as that restaurant reviews aside, just like the way it's built, the way it's positioned, like every little thing was the same thing as like our communities that we, that we're marketing. Like, why is that one working and this one not working? And it appears to be quite comparable. Like, why are we choosing to go to that one? Maybe it's rational. Maybe it's not rational. I have no idea. Uh, it's always rational because it comes down to intentionality, which I had an interesting discussion with a builder that I went to go visit. I'll talk a little bit about, um, but we were talking about how model homes are not needed for the same reasons entirely that they used to be. And, and especially with the hub and spoke uh, setup where you've got a centralized model or sales office that's, that's working mm -hmm. with multiple communities, the actual floor plan has less importance. And we were just we we're just sense. brainstorming, talking through, not not making recommendations uh, for for them or anyone, just having a conversation. In the smaller company, uh, 50, 60 homes a year, and they they're like, yeah, you know, it, it never works out when we start building an inventory home, and then we decide to turn it into a model. It just doesn't ever have the same wow factor. It never ends up causing the same amount of sales as if we start based upon it being a model. And, and it has to do with, yeah, you, you started with a different intent. It's the same process. You're still building a house. Yeah. You still have to make selections, but it's different. And then we were talking about it. Well, if we change this where we're not going to have six model homes anymore, we're going to have two. And thinking about that, it's not about just selling that one home or that one community. That intentionality should also change other things. Like you might deck out the kitchen and you might intentionally put in a lower level, um, more entry level pricing cabinets and countertops in one of the upstairs bathrooms so that people can see a variety of finishes within the same home mm -hmm. because you now have a different intent. It's a different purpose. And so, yep. you know, we've talked before billboards, direct mail, any type of advertising, it can be completely brand focused. Uh, it can be completely direct result. I want to get a sale off this next week focused. It's the same medium. It's how you apply your intentionality to it. And so when it comes to a restaurant, like there's yeah. people who just obsess about what does it look like from the outside? And then when you get in there, it just feels cold and empty and hollow mm -hmm. uh, kind. And, and then there's, so, so it is someone who's been intentional about the entire experience and from beginning to end is my hunch. And obviously the food has to be a big part of that. But it's it's like we walked into this builder's house and he's more expensive than all of his competition. But you walk in the home and instantly everything feels quiet. The the air, I don't even know how to describe it. It feels conditioned, it feels um more warm, expensive, secure, like solid, yeah. all these verbs started coming coming in my head. And and he was like, Well, so the finishes might not be 
um, which you're used to because it's in the middle. I, I don't want to give away who it is because I, I want to talk about some other things, but it's in a it's in a rural part of the country. Might not be what you expect, but you know, we try to do our best. And I was like, don't apologize at all because just walking into your foyer, your homes feel better than most homes I walk in around the country. I've visited builders before, also not saying who, over the last eight years, where I have to look back and like, did you guys close the door? Because it still, it just feels drafty in here. It feels, does not feel comfortable or conditioned. And and yet they've got all the fancy stuff. And so it it is, to me, it comes back to intentionality and, and being purposeful in what they're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was, it was my, I'm like, why is that restaurant now where like, and down there, like everyone walks hundreds of people. It's like main street on Disney world. Like you just see people left around, like they're in the most traffic spot in Florida, whatever, but there's no one there eating like whatsoever. It looks nice. But then you'd certain if you go in there, you're like, Oh, it just feels, what is this? Well, a lot of places in Key West are designed specifically for drinking, not eating Andrew. Mm -hmm. So this is true. This might've just walked by a little too early. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little crazy, quirky little town. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my story time is around what happened in the second half of February, mostly. And we talked before about how um, interest rate uh, increases, uh, Russia, Ukraine, Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, all these things kind of made the second half of February uh, lower trafficked and lead month than January for a lot of people. It was still above 2019 levels. But again, we always talk about it's just the recency bias of compared to or the most recent time period. It might have felt a little bit slow to some people at the top of the funnel. But what's interesting is they're the majority of the builders that we work with were kind of like, we'd ask them how it's going, or we'd look at the numbers and they'd be like, yeah, you know, it did slow down a little bit at the top. But we, we I mean, record number of appointments still, or appointments are, are still strong, sales are still strong. And then there's a minority who were, who were saying, man, it really slowed down and we were just, we got a little bit nervous. We're good still. Results are okay, but we're just, we're feeling nervous. And it made me feel like uh, that there's some builders who, who live paycheck to paycheck in terms of their, uh, again, analogy time here with Kevin, but uh, people who live paycheck to paycheck don't have any savings, don't have any buffer, don't have a process in place where they make sure that they have a reserve and there's some builders who just doesn't matter how much they they understand what they need to do. It's kind of like, where are my new leads, please? Because those thousands of old ones are old and I need the new ones if we're going to make sales in the next 30 days. And it just struck me um, that even despite record low inventories and unavailability of everything in terms of selling uh, more homes, uh, a lot of our builders are on sales moratoriums or halts or or the like. Um, that there's still builders who are who are living paycheck to paycheck in terms of their lead flow to sales. What would you say to builders that feel like that identify like, yeah, we're we're definitely paycheck to paycheck. Like I have random ideas like to that could help them out of that. Oh, I like but random. What, Let's start with random first. Random. Well, like to me, I'm like just like just equate it's like if you would how to not live paycheck to paycheck. They were like, well, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't just all of a sudden start dumping tons into your savings because you don't have, you can't do that. So you need to, I don't know, lean things out. So probably improve your processes somehow. And then you need to start banking your leads, but you can't just bank a dollar and you have to make sure it's consistent as far as like, okay, if we need X amount of leads per month, like actually let's get a little bit more 
But if you overwhelm the system, it's just an explode. So I'm sure there's some gradual way to ease into that as far as like what, well, I think, what number I is think, that? Um, Do you have like two months of reserve in your, you don't know yeah. the timeline. So it's like. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. The difference would just be that the reserve's yeah. already there. They've just chosen to ignore it or underutilize it. So gotcha. again, like it, it's not, that's where my analogy breakdown breaks down is they have the money slash leads in the, in the CRM. Their perception is just, those are old and that's not where sales comes from. Jack, Jackie, right on the money. Yeah. We'll include another link in the show notes to yeah. Jesse's, Jesse's article about does prospecting really pay the bills. It's a perception slash intentionality thing. Again, I guess that's the, the word of the week um, is, is intentionality and, and perspective because those people are there, either marketing or online sales or sales. Someone's looking at that and saying, eh. and, and it, again, we understand where that comes from because we just had another January where everything was through the roof crazy again in terms of lead volume and, and demand and interest. And so people do change their follow-up systems and processes to cope with that. Uh, marketers might not send out that extra email, mm-hmm. but you've got you've to make sure that you're paying attention to those front metrics. I mean, we had, um, we had uh, heard a story of another builder whose um, Google Analytic data was just gone for like four days. Mm, and it was over the weekend. Um, the consumer experience is fine. The website was working, but the data wasn't being tracked. And how long would that have gone without an alert being, being sounded? Right. So, yeah. And this kind of goes into my, my last story time point is visiting with a smaller builder who's also working with other consultants. They kept looking at me and, and kind of apologizing or saying, well, we've thought about that the wrong way, or that was wrong. And I, I was getting this feeling of um, their previous interactions with other, other coaches, consultants, whoever was extremely black and white. Like, this is the way you do it. Don't argue with me. Get it done. Get it done. This is the Just way Just do it. <laughs> and and yeah. as those of you who've worked with us know, there are a small number of things that are just like, this is an absolute best practice they, we can talk it through, but there's really no reason to not do it at all. Like just, you, you really should, but I wouldn't, I still wouldn't be like, you're a, a dumb beep if you don't. Um, True. Um, and maybe I should, maybe that's a weakness of mine. Anyway, we're just talking through and, and time after time, as we're driving around uh, visiting communities and, and talking through things, he just kept saying, oh, well, we were totally wrong on that. I'm like, no, you were different. Like you, you used to be a fully custom builder. And now you're a semi-custom builder who's like your, your, your intentionality is changing towards something different, which means that the answers to the same questions, it's not a right or wrong. It just has to be able to adjust. And I think, again, that's where um, in basketball, they teach you the triple threat position, you know, where like you hold the ball at your hip with two hands and you could dribble, pass or shoot. And and the defender has no idea what you're about to do. You could do any one of those three things. It's the triple threat. We just we've got to be able to to react quickly to what's going on and shift. And and there's really not a lot of black and white. There's a whole lot of gray until the goal is clearly defined by leadership, ownership, or your sales numbers. And then you got to execute. You got to go. But you have to be able to to adjust and pay attention 
uh, and be flexible. So I was like, stop, stop apologizing for being wrong on what you were doing. You were, you were a different company with a different goal and, and that was the right answer, but it's not anymore. And that's okay. And by the way, it might change again in two years. So I've, I've known this person for 12 years. That's the fun thing is, and he was quoting things that I told him 12 years ago, which was that's amazing. scary. Um, I've known him longer than I've known Steve Shoemaker. Actually, he's one of the reasons I ended up meeting Steve at Ideal. But he's quoting, and, and he's, and I'm like, that was true 12 years ago, but that is not true now. And so you got to be able to, to pivot. Um, yeah, I, I'm working with a builder right now who has three different sales strategies for different areas they're in, and it's just like mm. this is what we need to be doing in these areas, and we're we're in three different states, and it's absolutely you know what you need to be doing in those locations based off of the needs of those locations, and just understanding that too. And so you're right. I think the flexibility yeah. and, there, and that's that's the other thing to to close out story time with is that you can't have so much flexibility and so many currently uh, different variations of selling that you can confuse the heck out of your own team and your own employees. So you do that, you know, that's the only thing there's a fine line between flexibility and chaos mm -hmm. too. Um, and so making sure you've got defined systems and processes and you're are using technology to help make those things as clear as possible is, is really important um, as well. We'll link in the show notes, but I'm doing a webinar with Lasso uh, ECI on March 23rd about a whole bunch of new nice. technologies, companies, things that are going on. Uh, it's not a it's not a hate thing at all on buy online, but but the little blurb that was written about it is essentially like there there is still other things happening <laughs> beyond buy online in the process towards there are. that. And there's there's interesting companies and interesting things that are being tested and and tried out there that I think people. Uh, should continue to pay attention to as well and not just let buy online drown out everything else like it felt at times that 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 it did at, at the builder show yeah should oh this is maybe a bad question should even should we even be thinking about that with any time other than like we could be preparing for it but like should it be focused what do you think buying online that whole thing. Um, I'm opening up a can I feel of like this is a setup. I'm not to say, I, well, I'm, I don't people have already answer. think I, I think hate the whole concept. That's why I'm, can I I'm say feeling it? a little nervous say. about answering. They could execute my, anyone could. You hate my online, don't you? I feel like we're, we're still quite early. Like there's so many other things that we need to be focused on. Marketers should be focused on. Like we should be aware of it, but to dedicate meetings or other resources other than just like more casual, unless you're like, we're doing it, I guess. I don't know, but you can't do it right now. So it's like, right? Uh, At least what I'm thinking. That's that, maybe that's. What I don't think we're going to do any articles this week, Jackie. Just heads up. Uh, well, like so, I, I, yeah, um, yeah, John Ananugo, then Anya, they talked about like I said in like a comment on LinkedIn after the builder show. I'm like, isn't this like just a digital sales process? Like it's, I don't like the term buy online because I think it's not. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm like, it's just a digital sales process. It's it's the same word, but like. There's so much stuff to do before any of that can even be touched by the consumer that isn't in. Yeah, like, we had so a much to do ahead partner of time. email us um, because this is the first time. Crazy. This is the first time that they're talking about having to limit sales or go to wait lists again or priority lists, whatever. And so they're like, well, we know you've talked about all about this. Can you send us the links? Can you give us advice? And um, I, I just, one of the, my, my thoughts last night at the airport at 1230 in the morning was, and this mm, is one time. of the reasons, because because her challenge is their sales team can cross sell, and so you don't just have like one list between online 
one list for onsite, which is hard enough, right? Versus having a mm -hmm. list. Now you conceivably have 10 different lists for the same community that has a limited sales release. And, and so just talking through some of that, and I said, honestly, that is why some builders accelerated allowing people to reserve or purchase a existing inventory home online is because that created a single process. And by the way, a reminder, that's not what our recommendation is. This whole journey that we're, should be a completely hybrid customer can go virtual, in-person, back and forth, any version in between, and just pick up wherever they left off without um, a hitch at all. But in periods of, of high stress on the organization of, oh my gosh, there's 30 people who want this home, what is the right way to do it? Having a single process provides clarity. And so there's com companies who said, you know what, we're just going to let people reserve it online or buy it online. But, but even online is a misnomer because they made their own sales teams. Every sale that they made use that same system. So everyone was using the same yeah. process. It didn't matter. And this goes back to a potential answer, but I don't think it's the right answer to my question of if someone's about to purchase home online and someone's sitting in front of a salesperson, what happens and who it. wins? Well, if they're both, if, if the salesperson sitting in the model home has to log onto the website and use that same system to reserve it with the customer in front of them, it at least prevents one person or them, them both from walking away thinking they reserved the home because someone's going to win and someone's going to lose, clearly, if it's the same system. Makes sense. So there's there's different reasons for buy online, but I think the only one that, whether it's admitted to or not, is really pushed is, I want to fire all my salespeople. And I'm telling you, I have had those conversations, again, not with builders we work for, or at least um, it hasn't ended. When the conversation's ended, they're like, you're right. That's not the right, that's not the best reason. <laughs> But at the builder show, I was pulled into some dark alleys. Um, oh no, in Orlando. To be Not like, good. hey, when can I when can I let my sales team go? Because this buy online thing is just going to save me tons of money and frustration, isn't it? I was like, no. As soon as you You're turn any of that people. on, and this is actually, I think, the most important reason. If you're still with us, I don't know if this is entertaining or not. I don't even know what happened. Here. Um, We're going. The most important reason not to go too far down this right now, I think, is because we're understaffed still. And that might not make sense because you would think, wait a minute, we're going to give everyone access to everything. So the whole purpose is we need less staff. No, I promise you, you're, as soon as you let someone start designing their home completely on a website and they want to add uh, the four foot island extension, but they can't because they already selected the extended great room option, but the system doesn't, it just says, no, you can't. And they're like, I want to, they're going to call, email, text, reach out and say, can you tell me why the heck I can't do what I want to yeah. do? It's only going to create more questions and more people reaching out until we smooth out all the kinks here. I agree. So and I think yeah. we're already buried. Why would we do that? I think more people think of quote buy online to be more in that category versus the existing inventory home that's there. I think people associate people choosing their structural options and going through that whole process. That's buy online versus just the finishing check versus the checkout process, not to discredit the work that has been done to yeah. be able to accomplish that. But I think most people assume when you say buy online, they think of start to finish home site, floor plan, structural options, design, pricing, all of that yeah. in the mix. And like, here's your price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. to me, 
when people started buying online was when William Woodard, the current sales manager at Miranda, where I, where I was employed, came into my office and said, Kevin, you will not believe this. There's this guy in Oklahoma that you can call at any time and he'll talk to you uh, on the phone about his builder and his houses. You're, you just got to like, come here, come to my office right now. And he called up and call up. Hey, this is Mike Lyon with That's Simmons Homes. So how can I help you? And he's like, yeah, I just wanted you to like, I wanted to hear, like, tell them what you do and how you do it. Um, that's when people started, when we started letting people buy online was when, you know, we were able to, to take a next step that didn't just involve a web form of I'd like Thank help. You. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm biased there, but I, I do, again, I'm excited about all of the, the achievements and um, we've interviewed some additional people for the podcast who are coming on with different portions of solutions towards this. It's just one, it's complicated, more complicated than anyone wants you to believe for the most part. Second, now is not necessarily the best time uh, to, to be rolling it out in its entirety, maybe parts of the process. And three, it is all about content and Definitely. how that content's going to be updated. Yeah, I think it'd be current. I could, I could be wrong on this because I'm taking my personal, like, what would make me move if, and yeah, we should probably go into other things. But if I could price out a home, there's, I don't know if we talked about that lagoon community that's like an hour from here. That's mm -hmm. like living like on the water. If you have like a five acre pool. By the much. way, what a mistake. That lagoon, you can buy tickets to go visit, but there are no Airbnbs, VRBOs, anything at that lagoon. Is that not stupid? Is that stupid or not? I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I think I it's stupid. I don't know anyone that lives there, but I wonder if that is. If I can buy yeah. tickets to go Why? and get an difference? Airbnb five minutes Public. away, I don't understand. You think they'd have, or just have like townhome rentals or like yeah, something. condos anyway, or something? Continue. Something. But I'm saying if, but I was thinking like if I could price out a home with no pressure of talking to someone or having to visit and go like, oh, my mortgage right now is this and for X amount more or less. I could be like, Lindsay's my wife's name. Lindsay, <laughs> this is the same. This is what we're doing. Like, we don't have to go mm -hmm. through hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and time. I, but uh, yes and no. Meaning, I that's just my, for me. It's, my framework it's like would be a truck or a car. Like, oh, that's four ten a month or exactly. three. You would like to research again. Yes. My, my three different Picking stages breakfast there. Breakfast and the keys. Same thing. Yeah. Well, you you want to go through the research phase without the support, but I promise you. Even if you want to, Lindsay is not going to let you just hit the buy button on one of those no, homes. No, we will go there first. With, without talking, going, doing some other thing when you're actually in the shopping phase. It would just put me, and it, it, this could just be for me in 1% of the population. Like it could put enough like emotional excitement behind it to actually like, oh, that's what the number is. Okay. I'm a researcher <laughs> further versus if it's like from the 500s, what is that? Yeah, I just think the confusing part is, Andrew, that you're using a shopping, in air quotes, tool in the mm -hmm. research phase. I am. You're not building. actually shopping yet because you're not going not. to just add your credit card. It's all research. It. Yes, it's all research. The one, yeah. the one thing I find most valuable when I'm shopping online is I have the ability to return things as soon as I don't like them too. <laughs> I don't like this house. And that's not, that's not <laughs> exactly there. I, I, I was going to reference um, episode 169 of our podcast. Should you be a pioneer or a fast follower? You're such a professional. You've got, she's Thank got you. notes she of like, 
I'm over here just wow. stuff. Yeah, we're just pulling out my brain. I that's happening. Uh, you know, I just feel like this Don't is definitely one of those things that we will monitor the situation, and people are going to make mistakes, and we. So you know, we, but we want to guide them to the, what might be the most correct thing at different moments, just like the builder I'm working with who, you know, they're putting their houses on MLS. They're having people compete for highest price and they're selling it. They're selling houses at early construction in yeah. some areas. They need a wider window to sell. That's how they're doing it. They're, some houses are, are almost complete, but they're taking offers, before, you know, 60 days out. That's how they're selling it. And so I think just like you're saying with the buy online, like, we're going to have to see, it's going to apply to some builders. It's not going to apply to some builders. There's different builders that are going to feel more comfortable with this different stages of where they are at construction. But I think, I think what Andrew is saying is you, the house, I personally see it more successful, the closer it is pre being done and no changes to check out Yeah, and then working the backwards. Yeah. But there's, there's going to be a lot of bumps and um, it, it'll be interesting <clears throat> to, to just, I think, see how it, um, forms in the future. But I mean, it will be. you know, I, I would build a community with 30 homes and the, you know, this house couldn't be great because the house next to it was great and you can't tell someone that. And, and I think that is the difficulty with the customized elements of homes that are, are nearby too. So, um, yeah, I will link to I the show notes. So, so yeah, great. uh, once again, once again, this all started with. <laughs> ECI Lassa webinar on marketing innovation yes. beyond the hype <laughs> on March 23rd <laughs> at 12 noon Eastern, Boom. 9 a.m. Pacific. You're welcome. I'll see you guys there. All right. A quick note from our supporting partner, Opendoor. Opendoor is a digital real estate platform that helps you serve more customers with certainty, speed, and ease. As a builder sales associate, you can provide a flexible close date to help customers avoid double moves and mortgages by closing any time from 14 days to nine months. Go to opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn more about how you can partner with Opendoor. News. See how many we got time for. First up from searchengineland.com. New content analytics coming soon to LinkedIn. Have you been patiently waiting for better content analytics from LinkedIn? Soon you'll have more post <laughs> insights. Not. That's so rude. <laughs> but I have been waiting for LinkedIn to start to behave like Facebook because. If I go to Kevin's profile, I can't, it's a pain to find. I just want it to be your newsfeed. Honestly, I think that's what would make it work better. If oh, I was a product okay, we're person, gonna get, like we're going to spend the next hour on this topic then, but that's it. <laughs> One sentence. You want would, LinkedIn to become more like Facebook. I want to see what you are doing professionally as a feed. If I go to Kevin and if your bio is over here, then I will go to your bio, your resume yeah, of your the, stuff. The, the C activity you want to be more easy to. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, Kevin did something or Jackie did something. Where is that? And I'm like, I do have to dive into sad. the account and I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know how to, yeah. it, it is, it is more difficult than it needs to be. And I know that we're getting a lot more builders asking about marketing for trades for people in their own company. They're, you know, they're, they're, there is their value in growing their team. And so there are more questions regarding like, okay, well, how does LinkedIn, do I need to market with LinkedIn? Do I need to market with Facebook? And, and what should I be doing around that too? So. Yeah. And spoiler alert, you should not be running ads on LinkedIn uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. You should it's be running not great employment system. and vendor ads on the same networks that drive results for everything else. That's your clue. Uh, but what's going to happen is LinkedIn currently gives you some details about how often a post is viewed, who's looking at it. Um, but soon you'll be able to get see more details on the people who read and engage with their content, such as their job titles, industries, locations, Ooh, and different yes. patterns. Um, and this is... Uh, 
I'm kind of looking forward to this because LinkedIn seems to be one of the places that for whatever reason, things I post uh, get engaged with more. Um, not, I don't know enough, honestly, about the algorithm I can, there I to, the same. to hack it. I did, a, I did a post the other day. I'm like, oh, like I was surprised by now versus say two years ago. And I feel like I'm connected with more people, but not like 10 times as many people, but the amount of engagement was, was quite a bit more. And it wasn't like an amazing post by any means. I don't even know what I posted. I forgot, but more people were on the, there. I think it was the woman women's day. I did that one, but then it was like two weeks ago. I think I did like a, whatever they call it, not a blog post, something. LinkedIn just hasn't given very many insights and unless you're a business page, but then business pages are punished and generally don't get the same distribution as a personal page. So mm-hmm. that's, True. that's one of the things I was talking about with this builder. Um, he also, uh, was like, should we do stuff on LinkedIn? I was like, well, here's the problem. You're super busy already. And it really should come from your account, personal account. If you want to get maximum exposure, the company will get some, but that's just not what LinkedIn's prioritizing in, in the feed. So it'll, it'll be, for those of you who are doing more on LinkedIn, and I see I see a lot more thought leadership um, from executives, uh, owners, um, culture stuff, which again, the the hey, let's make sure we're getting sales at all times marketer in me is like, eh, I don't know about that, but it's a little bit like um, console energy in Pittsburgh was a uh, it's they're a coal company essentially. Um, and they got the naming rights to the Pittsburgh Penguins um, stadium. And like, well, that's, that's weird. Like what's, what's, what does someone watching a hockey game from Arizona need to see console energy's name uh, as, as the arena. But for them, it was all about encouraging um, employees to want to work there. So if, if you're a white collar employee, do I want to move to Pittsburgh? Do I want to go work for a coal company? Well, at least they have box seats and naming rights on a, yeah. on a cool arena. It's they kind of the, their approach. Something, yeah. So in that sense, doing that stuff on LinkedIn as an organization might be really important right now as you're struggling to find people to, to want to work. And I think there is something that could happen there where your contractors and, and key vendor partners get highlighted by the individual or the owner um, and, and, you know, sh- sharing content there and um, highlighting them. I think, I think there's some value in that. Yeah, I agree. I Yeah. I could talk about LinkedIn a bit more, but we go to the next one. Well, let's talk about TikTok. Tiki talkie. Okay. Hmm. Well, talk about no, which one? I want to rant more about TikTok <laughs> because it just continues to infuriate me how evil that, that thing is. Um, but let's go to the verge.com. Instagram says it'll stop supporting the IGTV app. It walks because so reels TikTok. could run, <laughs> or at the very least, become a competent TikTok clone. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an IGTV app. Yeah, that's how it started. But time, time to die. Time to die. Yeah, I. There you go. It's dead. And then they t- also took away um, endstream ads on those, which played after a minute. Which I'm like, that makes sense because TikTok doesn't do that, and they're trying mm-hmm. to compete against TikTok. So, sure enough, yep. they have to take them out. Yep. So for those of you, really the good news for marketers is you don't have to post uh, separately and you haven't for a while, but that was the, that was the really annoying part about IGTV is, is like, oh, sorry, this is too long to post on Instagram. You're going to have to upload it to IGTV instead. And it's like, are you, are you kidding yeah, me? You're like, oh, stupid like, is the that? same thing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. 
Uh, next up, this was a Jackie contribution. I saw this. This Ooh. is interesting. Old Navy's new ad um, for the Super Bowl was written by commenters on TikTok. Tell us more. Yeah. They're like, what do you want to see in an ad? And it was just while they're playing the ad, I highly recommend watching it. It's, it's pretty interesting. They're showing the username and they're like, oh, make sure the main character's walking down the street. Okay. Now they're dancing. Okay. Now it's a bunch of dads at a barbecue. <laughs> and so it was, it was it's basically like, all right, when you, they were relying on users of when you think of old Navy, what do you think about? So they created the most, um, saving money to user sourced, um, content to, to then create that. And so if I was watching it without all of the comments, I would roll my eyes and go, my God, so this? cheesy, the cheesiest. But it's when you realize, though. yeah, it, when you realize that's the yeah. whole point of the ad and it's supposed to be cheesy and that's when people think of Old Navy, this is what they think of. That's that's kind of where they're going with it. So I, I was I actually really enjoyed it. And then Andrew actually sent a link to um, a spin on that topic where it was the ABCDEFU song. Yeah, I think we've all heard it, right? There's yeah. the radio version. There's a, that. There's, there's I hadn't a, heard a it. I had to watch it this week. You but, guys haven't um, heard the song? How old are you people? What is this? I listen cool. to the radio. Haven't yeah. for years. <laughs> but but do you want to wow. say that? So so the story for that TikTok ad song it's like an was internet what she's hoax story yeah, or something. She, yeah, she had been playing and she's like, "What song should I write about?" And someone did they say the alphabet? And the then alphabet. so mm-hmm. she just organically created the song, and they found out the commenter was someone at her recording studio marketing team mm. who did it. So they had already pre-planned this spontaneous and organic they deny ad. It, but you're like, that's interesting. Like it's really yeah. connected. But it still yeah. worked. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's, I don't know if it's, I know it's top 40 as far as like it's, it's records and all that stuff. Um, but so, yeah, I, I mean, when, when we would, when I would survey buyers, you know, if you could use one word to describe American classic homes, what would it be? I almost feel like that's, that's, this is kind of what you're getting out of it. It's like, what, what does your brand name inspire in people? And then how do you create advertising around that? And Old Navy, Plus their cheesy little hearts. They, they, uh, they rolled with it. And uh, is it Kanye was, a creative consultant or something for old name? Let's see. Yay. Is he? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like he is. Let's see. I'll I need to watch out. that documentary. Have either one of you guys watched that documentary? Um, I, I started not. it and I got like a minute and I fell asleep. So, okay. I've heard many good things about it from, from, from many people. That that was interesting, dude. It's Kanye's like origin story. It's a documentary right. that uses like 20 years of footage of him trying to become who he is now. Like before he went uh, crazier, maybe crazier because he's. I think he's bipolar. I think, but, but he's um, always been. But it's... moving on to the next article, TikTok videos can now More be TikTok. ten minutes long. The maximum time for TikTok videos has increased. Uh, users can now upload videos up to ten minutes long. Do do we really think there, there's no way that anyone is actually watching a ten minute long video unless they're already following somebody? Are you going to just happen upon something? Be like, I don't, I've never seen this person before. Let's watch all 10 minutes. Maybe. We're just going to have to see with the data. I feel I like know. I get caught in. I, I do get caught. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, it's where did my day go? Um, If I'm scrolling through videos, if I'm very, um, like if, if they're teaching me how to cook or if there's a new recipe or do if they te- do, okay, I'm- this is what I wanted to talk about. So here we go. But, but first of all, I just think I'm, I'm excited. Okay. I am happy that they're going to allow more variety of content to be on the platform. I just don't think that the algorithm is going to load up a bunch of 10 minute videos for you unless you've already watched. This kind of goes to my poll point of what TikTok should be. TikTok should be lots of really short entry points. What do you want to watch? Let's show you more of that, but not just more five, 10 second things of that go longer and more in Mm -hmm. depth. But 
that that that's always what I've thought it well, should have been. Even in the article, they're like, why do we care about seven minutes? Short from video content can be limiting when you're promoting a brand. So they are trying to speak more to the brands that are like, how do I sell my product? Well, I just, how did you, how does someone teach you anything about cooking in 10 seconds? I mean, they're not what teaching. That's what I'm usually, usually it's just like, oh, that dish looks great. And then it's you're good. right. I do kind of Google like, okay, what did they make? Is there a link? Should I make it? Does that look good? But usually it's, usually it's food related or garden related for me. I think you're right, Kevin. I think it'd be like, um, so, yeah, there's, there's some creators that I follow that are, that I found through TikTok and then Instagram right. and whatnot, or they're just like people. I don't know if you call them creators or not. They're not influencers. There's right, one, this guy. Don't you dare call them humans, Sandra. That's they're humans. Well, this <laughs> one call, is. We do call them people. Just they're people. <laughs> but influencers sounds like they don't do any, I don't know. Um, I think I sent yes, one to Jackie. Uh, there's, there's this one guy named Uncle Tix um, and he's hilarious. And so if he could have. I could then see longer videos for him, but the first video I saw of him was like, yeah, 10, 15, 30 seconds. But the first one I saw was 10 minutes long. I'd be like, what in the world is this? Yeah. But to me, I think this is TikTok going after YouTube um, mm -hmm. is, is what I think my guess is, is like, cool. We could get people that are more YouTube creators. Um, like, like my friends that do the, uh, the cruise and travel stuff, like they're on TikTok, but everything is just to push their people to go to YouTube because that's where they, they, their bread and butter is that content. Well, now they could do a 10 minute video of, you know, a cruise tour or whatever mm -hmm. on TikTok versus how do you do that in three minutes? Like you really couldn't, but not. So guess we'll see if there's a lot of 10 minute videos on the TikTok or five minute, four minute. Whatever, you guys know, maybe. by the way, that in, that in China, TikTok uh, algorithm is completely different. I believe it. Are they trying to ruin America or something? No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going there. Uh, they're they're <laughs> just they're just making sure that they don't ruin China is is what they're doing. So everything it. is like highlighting positive contributions to the community or the country. So like, look what amazing, like truly that. good thing this person did, other than making cat shaped Jello that spanked with a spoon or something. Um, whatever that yes. that is about. Or whatever. Well, it's whatever specific. you watch, right? That's the point yeah. of it. Like, so if you end up watching, no, no, but it's not in China. In China, well, it's that's just like, yeah, we're going to show to. you. These things, yeah. It's I could I, I could like be, I'd be okay the, with some indoctrination of like positivity forced what was into the, our life. Some good news from John Krasinski during the pandemic. Like I oh, I yeah. I loved that. I loved that information. I think I still follow them because sometimes it's just like you're right. I'm gonna close out. I know Julie mentioned the other she's like, I just I just closed out all of my news apps. I just need to well, read a little now. bit. It's, so it's like nonstop. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but here here's here's the short history that I want to talk about with TikTok. I don't know how, uh, who cares? We haven't had a super long episode in a while. Yeah. So everyone loves um, it. Facebook starts out. Everyone wants to get on there because people I know are on there. Yep. Right. And I'm and it's reconnecting. Exclusive, right? It's exclusive. Yeah. And, and some of this thought um, comes from, I, I don't know the gentleman's name because I, again, I was watching it at 12 at midnight in the Detroit airport. Um, but Jeff Shore sent me a video of someone and was curious about thoughts or feedbacks or um, just insights and his point, which I agree with, was Facebook started out as a place you went to go see the people that you know and connect with them. And then as it exploded, it became, hey, we're going to show you this other stuff. Well, that's not why I came to Facebook to see that other stuff. And so then let's show you news. Let's show you recipes. Hey, let's add in videos. Let's videos about randomness. And, and it starts to crowd out the reason why you're there in the first place, which is to see the people. And you definitely heard that complaint. And then TikTok was like, oh, that randomness that like, 
you, you don't you don't go to Facebook for entertainment. You didn't originally. You went there to connect. And, and and then TikTok saw that Facebook was trying to extend the amount of time you spent on the app by offering entertainment as well, and was like, oh, screw that, like connecting stuff. Like TikTok doesn't really push connections. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter if anyone else you know is on TikTok or not. TikTok provides value as pure entertainment. And that's important to understand that difference, I think, is that it is it is not um, like if another professional person says, hey, Kevin, do you have a TikTok account? And I say, no, I, there's not a judgment there in the same way as no. there was, you know, five years ago. You're not on Facebook. What the heck is wrong with you? Why? Yeah. Like, who are you hiding from? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I'm judging you if you don't have a Facebook right now, 2022. <laughs> well, if you have it and, and you don't use it as If you're in marketing question, on a Facebook, I'm like, mm, what are you doing? Yeah. It, in this protection program. As an individual, like it's not a requirement. The network effect of TikTok is, is different. It's not the yeah. same thing as Facebook and Instagram. And I, I just think that's interesting. And when you understand that TikTok is just the same thing as any other form of entertainment, that's just where... Like I learned a lot about food from watching countless hours in high school and college of Food Network television. So yeah, I understand. What's his name with the sciencey. We had like Alton Bobby Brown. Flay. I'm going to see him for my birthday right. on Are March 18th. With, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, "Here's He's the best this," and you're like in his kitchen, and it's all these weird angles. I, of the camera. I will say, Kevin. So last week I was in in Florida talking to my friend, and how I. Andrew, kind of going off your story time, how I like to travel and look at food as I will look up on Instagram, like Tampa food, Tampa food blogging, you know, mm. look up photos, do mm-hmm. that. On Instagram. Like, on Instagram. Or, okay. so Why I'm, didn't you go I'm to TikTok telling, to do that? So I'm talking to my girlfriend who lives there and she's like, oh, I just use TikTok now to tell me and show me where I should be eating. And so now she prefers instead of photos, like the, the video but comes what percentage of the time? And again, I I can, I've just never pro- even thought to do that. Who? between the two of you, cause I never do. And I, I, when's the last time you typed in a search term in TikTok to start your, your session? Ooh, um, I, I deleted that. That's cause that's know. not the freaking purpose. The freaking yeah. the, the whole purpose someone, is take like, away everything. So I turn it just, on and I'm instantly swipe. entertained and I am entertained and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's America's funniest on videos. And there is usefulness. Change the word whatever adjective you want. There is usefulness there for marketers, for sure. We've talked a lot about that. Uh, Andrew's talked a lot about that. Some of our guests have talked a lot about that, but Mm -hmm. it's just at its core, it's meant to give you the thickest dopamine drip of your life every time you turn it on. And that's, I'm sorry. Like I've never been a, a cancel social networks, go outside, take a walk in the, like connect, reconnect with life. But I just feel the, the engineering, psychological engineering of TikTok is, is not okay in my mind. So it's that's, interesting. that's it's my old man algorithm. rant. Yeah. You know, each, each platform, the more I'm learning, the more we talk about this, it's interesting. We all have our, like, so like going back to buy online mm-hmm. to me, my personal Peak of Andrew Peak, I see the value of it being able to price something is what I see the most value with that whole thing. It's just, it's like, if I want to book a cruise, I want to pick a room. I want to pick a date. I want to pick a port. I want to see like, Oh, for 600 more dollars for the entire week, I can get the fancy, fancy room, but I have to go through the whole step. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see the value in the buying line. But same with the social networks. Like I go to Facebook and to me, it's mostly family and like real, like, so we put our entire key strip pictures out there, all the stuff. We wouldn't really do that on Instagram. 
we're also limited to only 10 photos. So mm -hmm. I'm less inclined to do it anyways. I'm like 10 pictures. That's like, that's like one meal, I think. You know, what the heck? Versus TikTok is this, Instagram is that. So each one, I have my own personal use for each one. Versus, to me, Facebook is like worse than TikTok, which to like- yeah, so I, Facebook I, I, without which is groups. Okay. But, but TikTok is I more like invasive. Facebook. I mean, it, it, it is the most, it, it looks at everything on your phone, all it the does. other content you consume. Mm -hmm. It, it I does just not Facebook have Facebook more combative as far as argumentative, but it's also generational too. Like I, I unfollow a lot of people on Facebook, sorry. Um, because it's like people like I can't stand more again, political, but like certain phrases, I'm like, you're done, you're done, you're done because it's, but that's not really as from my feed on TikTok. It's not really as no, because it's much, much more careful, but it's about tailored towards what I'm watching and, and mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Cause and you turn the channel day. back to an entertainment. Yeah, I turn the channel. But then, yeah, I agree with you. Like I'm turning the channel. So they're tailoring it for me to want to open it. Although I don't really like it that much. Cause I I'm probably other people like this. Like I have my like 10 people that I really enjoy watching or following and to get in that group of the people I want. Okay. Here, here's, here's what, here's how we'll do it to, to prove oh. that I'm an old out of touch man, which I'm okay you're with. An, you're not an old out of, you're not old. Is if, if the first five people who email show at do you convert.com with a true explanation of how TikTok has educated them, I will give you $50 each. Ooh. I just want to hear the stories. I will not use your name, but I want to read them. Because I, I, I do think, I mean, there's people that I do trust who have said, like, I've learned a lot about how to travel, like travel hacks from TikTok as an example. Oh. I'm like, okay. Or little cheat things. But, but hacks yeah, are not learning, real though. learning. That's like, by definition, it's a hack. It's the it's, hack of cleaning a, a, there, um, your air fryer by putting water in it and then turn it on for a couple minutes. Yeah. Like there is an, there is an Instagrammer learning? who has 30 seconds and under Photoshop tutorials that I, oh, I sent to Jackie Askews. I think it blows my mind. And that well, like, you have to pause that it how much me, to be able I to use have it. To pause a lot. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. if he was on TikTok and if I, I, can you pause TikToks? I don't even know. Yeah. Know. Tap it. Yeah. I need to download it again. Right. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't download it again. Don't download it. I, I have I yeah. have like one hour to myself a day. I, I don't have time for TikTok. So. What platform do you learn? Yeah, the most from. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Hey, Enough TikTok. Next week is our two hundredth official episode. Mm -hmm. We've That's actually, I think, done two hundred seventeen. Shh, don't tell anyone. But um, those are bonus episodes, and the guest episodes also don't count. <laughs> so. So, we're already past 200. But 200. next week is the official 200th episode. We'll see if something special happens or not. But get excited. Should we give stuff away? What do you think? I don't know. I like giving things. I'll Jackie's donate. like, I want to do something fun. The, you know, for, she, for she's the marketer. Months, I've yeah. been saying the state is coming up. Let's do something. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, There's been, yeah, Kevin, you posted. But the whole the whole shtick of this podcast is we don't really prepare. So you can say for two months we should do something. But well, Kevin's not preparing for it. We'll we'll see what we end up doing. It might just <laughs> everyone listening is probably like, yeah, I've already listened to it. It's uh, it's it's normal. Hey, also um, fascinating about um, fake and real. There's a and I know he's controversial. There's a Joe Rogan interview with Mr. Beast. It's a foul mm -hmm. language filled episode, but also fascinating. Um, Mr. Beast, if you're not familiar, is a is a YouTuber who, uh, who has the most um, subscriptions of anyone on the planet uh, across every every platform. He has the largest audience in the world, um, which is crazy because he, if you look at him, you'd be like, "Who's this kid?" Like, 
Yeah. Right. You kind of judge him. Jimmy Donaldson is his real name. <laughs> I, just, I had to look it up. I didn't know his real name off the top of my head. But he, um, he talks about the, the process and he, he did a little bit of that um, fake it till you make it or not real. So he gives away money and, and stuff. But his point was, I can't just have random. They, they, Joe's asking him, how do you pick people for your show? He's like, well, I can't just, I found out I can't have anyone on because not everyone reacts the way you, like, it's not good content. If someone wins 10 grand and they're like, oh, thanks. Uh-huh. I'm really nervous right now in front of the camera. So he, he's like a lot of the people, especially early on, were just his friends and sometimes his employees who are all you know, like last to leave, move your hand off the car wins the car. Well, if they all work for you or are your friends, are they winning the car really? Or is it like for a day and then they give it back to you? How does that work? It's fake. Um, but now he, you know, he makes so many, so much money that he will spend uh, his squid game remake uh, cost $4 million to, to do. Insanity. Um, so he, he spends every dime that he makes and reinvests it back in the company, just keep making better and better and better content. Meanwhile, mic drop, we're like, but we took pictures of that model five years ago. Do we really need to take pictures again? Yeah. And this is uh, some kid who's, I'll, I'll make him sound like he doesn't know he's doing, some 23-year-old kid from Wichita, Kansas that has 189 million subscribers across all his channels, 14.5 billion views. <laughs> Insanity. And he's just doing things. Yeah. We could do it. We could, yeah. we could all do it. He's got a camera. Markproof Marketing Academy. Oh, yeah. Do it. Four tickets left on the site currently. Be sure to check that out. That comes up in early April, right, Andrew? Early April. The 12th. April 12th. April 14th. So get signed Virtual. up for that. Yep. Uh, link in the show notes as well. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We'll see you next week. See ya. Have a good one.